This is the Tribe of Millionaires podcast from Go Abundance. The tribe of healthy, wealthy, generous people who choose to live epic lives. Listen Tuesdays for featured guests and Fridays for Go Abundance member spotlights. But listen always to hear how our guests have grabbed life big. Now, here's your host, Jamie Gruber. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. We got the debt-free doctor in the house today. I'm excited about this one, man. This is this guy. He's a doctor. No, no lying there. The debt-free doctor is a doctor. Uh, he's a blogger. He's got an amazing blog. He'll talk about that. He's an investor. He's a GoBundance member, just an all-around great guy. He's got an amazing coach, and we're going to dive into that as well here. Dr. Jeff Anzalone, welcome, brother. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you uh, having me on the show. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, he's in, even in scrubs, man. He's doing the whole thing. Got the whole doctor look going. It's awesome. It's awesome. So let's uh, let's start with your backstory. You know, where where are you from? Uh, how'd you come to be a doctor? And then how about this blog? Kind of take us through the the iterations of your life, if you would, please. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm from Louisiana, born and raised, practice here, and I've I had several family members and friends of mine that their dads were physicians, dentists, that sort of thing. So I was exposed to it, you know, early on. I, um, the day before I turned seven, uh, you always heard, you always hear, don't play with fire. Mm. Well, my friend and I didn't take that advice. And we went to a backyard, started a little fire and he saw this red container. We didn't really know much about it and had liquid in it. And he said, well, let's, let's pour it on there. So when he poured it on there, it just, it, you know, it flamed up and literally just singed my, my entire left leg and a little bit of my right leg. And I still remember, and I have, you know, I don't know if you remember, Jamie, those, uh, I had a football jersey on and I was seven and it was one of those mesh, you know, jerseys yeah. with the number on it. And it had actually singed like half of it up, like, you know, towards my stomach and, and I remember crying, riding home on my bike and, you know, looking down and just my whole, my whole legs were just completely just blistered, just, just, you know, bubbled and blistered. And, you know, now that I have kids, I just, I couldn't imagine what my parents went through, you know, going through that and, and, you know, your kid shows up and he's got these second, third degree burns on his legs. And so, um, Long story short, you know, I had to go through a lot of surgeries, uh, pediatrician, plastic surgeons, had to learn how to walk again because I was in the hospital so long. So, but you would think that would have scared me away from the healthcare profession, but it actually drew me closer to it to see how helpful those people were. Mm -hmm. So that really started me on my path towards, uh, you know, wanting to, to go into the medical field. And... Once, once I did that and, uh, you know, went through, I decided to be a, a dentist and a dental specialist, a periodontist, where we, we do more oral surgery procedures. <clears throat> but I didn't, I didn't realize how much debt you acquire when you go through that. And I had, you know, about $300,000. But I've been talking to a group here about joining their practice while I was in my residency. And... About a, two weeks before I finished, I got a call from them basically saying the deal was off. So we had 
a two month old, 300,000 student loan debt. I'd already bought a home here with an interest only loan. And this was before the 08 crash. So my buddy's dad was a banker. He's like, I know those guys you're going in with, we'll get you the house. We'll worry about the payment later. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, um, but the worst part about it was they don't teach you how to run a business, run a practice, nothing. So I'm like, what do I do? I'm a, a man of faith. So I prayed a lot and literally the next day, this guy calls me, who's a, another uh, dental specialist, didn't know who it was. He's like, look, I, I heard about kind of what's going on and the kind of the same thing happened to me. He's like, I'm, you know, I can help you out. I can, I can let you rent space from me and kind of help you get on your feet. So we did that. And for two years I did that, but along the way, just to make ends meet, I had to do back, go back to doing what I used to do in high school and college. And that was mow yards. So I was the most qualified yard guy in the country, <laughs> the most educated. Uh, I remember knocking on a door and this lady's yard used to mow and said, Hey, how you doing? I'm back in town. I said, you need your yard mowed this summer. She said, son, aren't you supposed to be a doctor by now? I said, yes, ma'am. I am, but I'm broke. So motor yard, but uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Humbling experience. So practice picked up, bought, bought the building that I'm in now. Everything's going well. We go snow skiing, get off the lift, have a little accident. I fall, you know, and I instinctively land on my hands and I hurt my wrist. Nothing permanent, but I was, I thought to myself, what if it had been? What, you know, how would I, how would I support my family? And that was the first time I realized that if, if these hands aren't working, then no money's coming in. Right. But I, I didn't know what to do, uh, but I knew something had to be done. And I started researching it and I, and I knew that I, I wanted other streams of income, but I did not want to work, get another job, work weekends, you know, start another practice, blah, blah, blah. Cause I had kids, I have kids and all that. And, and while I was researching, I found two facts to stand out. Number one, majority of the millionaires, 90% uh, of the millionaires or more have real estate in their portfolio. At that time, I had zero. Fact number two, millionaires average, have an average of seven streams of income. At that time, I had one. So that, that told me that I needed to look into real estate and to, to acquire real, you know, income. And that was a real rocky road. You know, I won't go through all the details, but fast forward to today, uh, I found the passive real estate route because, you know, as, as a busy guy, I didn't want to deal with tenants, uh, found syndications or were able to, to, to network with some groups. But along the way, I started teaching people, I started, I taught myself how to do a blog. And, you know, if a redneck from Louisiana can do it, you know, anybody can do it, you know? So uh, literally I knew how to go and turn the power on the computer, go to the internet and that was it. And um, started the blog and, and I was, as I was learning things about real estate, I would write an article yeah. and then and then as I started growing, people started reaching out to me and asking me questions like, oh, it's a pretty good idea, topic for a blog. I'll write about that. And then just about six months ago, I started a YouTube channel, which I really like. And 
that's helped me really to connect with people, you know, because, you know, you connect with people when you can see them, you know, people can see that I have hair and you don't, you know, you can't see that on a, you know, audio, right? So (laughs) Dr. Evil, the Dr. Evil look, I love it. Uh, A couple of things I want to dive into, and then we're going to talk about some pretty cool topics like, like the blog, which is really good. The book reviews, all of the stuff you do on there is really cool. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Grant Cardone. We'll talk about a whole bunch of stuff, but go back for a second to two things. First, the burned legs. You say singed. It's funny. I think of singed, that term. Maybe it's a north-south thing. Like that's like, yeah, my eyebrows came up, but this wasn't singed. You got full on burned. Like your legs were blistered up, like you said, hospitalized for months. We all have traumas in our life, right? Like that's a very obvious trauma. Like other traumas might be something my mother said to me or my father hit me or whatever, right? Like all of that stuff are traumas in our life and they shape us for the future, our adult lives. Obviously, one piece of that is you got closer to the medical profession and you, you're in there now. But I mean, that experience months long, I mean, you we got the 18 second overview of a big period of your life and your family's life and everything. How does that show up in your life today? Going through that experience, that injury, maybe as a parent, I don't know, like, where does that show up the trauma from that, if anywhere that you can point to? Is there anything that jumps out at you? Well, I, I do know that for, I think the first two weeks they had to take me once a week to the pediatrician and they had to hold me down and scrub my legs with peroxide. And when I tell you pain, so it took a while because anytime I would smell that, it would, boom, it would just bring that back. So that was, that, that's been tough, but it's, it's been really easy to keep my kids away from fire and firework, you know, and all that and showing them, Hey, if you play with fire, this is what happens. Yeah. So that, that's really helped with, with instructing my kids as they've gotten older, you know? Wow. Yeah, man. I can imagine. I can, I, I can't imagine what that unleashes from a fear perspective later on. Uh, you're a doctor. And again, you glanced by this and I love it. You, it was humbling to go mow lawns. <laughs> you go mow lawns. Can you like, what was that like walking up to that first door? I mean, was it just like, got to do what I got to do? Like, do you have that? Is that your, your way of being like, where you just, that ego is not there or, just kind of walk me through that time in your life, what that taught you, what that was truly like for you. Was that the most like mortifying, you know, I just became a doctor or was it like, Hey, it is what it is. I got to go mow some lawns. I'm kind of curious how, how you dealt with that. I guess it didn't really matter that much because I, I was still in the student mentality. I hadn't gotten out. I wasn't making money, but I, I did. I, I will tell you that that whole process, I went from sort of an abundance type mentality because yeah, I had student loan debt, but you're always like, well, when I graduate, it's not really going to matter because when I graduate, I'm going to make decent income, right? Mm. You know, kind of like if you had a lot of debt and you were in college and you knew you were going to go to the pros, I'm like, I don't make that kind of money, but, you know, kind of like, who cares about student loan, you know? But when that happened and it went from like, okay, you have no way of paying that back. I went from an abundant to a scarcity mindset like that. And, and, it, and it brought about extreme fear, fear of things being taken away. And it took me a long time to get over that. So I was in that fear mode, that survival mode. So I didn't care. I would have done whatever, you know, I was, I'd never had any issues or thoughts or fear of money until that point in my life. And I was about 20, uh, no, I was about close to 30 years old, I guess. Wow. Are you st- are you in an abundance mindset or does scarcity drive you? I think about the wrist 
when you hurt your wrist, it wasn't bad. And that kind of fueled the debt free, you know, passive income streams and then the, the blog and everything like that. Like has scarcity served you? It, 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 I think it drove me to really accelerate, you know, getting out of debt and, and accomplishing a lot of things. Whereas before I may have, I would have been more lax, maybe, you know, kind of like, Hey, you're making 200 grand and 300 grand. And most people are spending 200 grand and 300 grand. It was like, you're making 200 grand, 300 grand. You're spending like 40 or 50. I mean, you're not spending and everything's going towards getting out of that situation, you know? Yeah. So, so it's, I think it's served me in that way. <clears throat> How, how have you converted back then to abundance? Is it simply by getting out of the debt? Well, like once you did that, was it a matter of like, okay, I can feel momentum now, or, or is it more of something, some work you've done uh, mindset wise to get there? Definitely mindset wise. I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, have a stronger faith now uh, for sure. And, and really after the pandemic going through that, you know, the practice being shut down for two months, I talked to a guy today, there's a dentist and, Minnesota, they were, he was shut down for three months. And, you know, when you go from making good money to, you know, nothing coming in for a couple months, but then you see everything's, you know, but having, having that faith, having that abundance mindset, you know, things happen for a reason, things take care of themselves. And that, um, I look at situations a lot differently now. So for instance, if you know, somebody cuts out in front of me or whatever in the truck and, you know, the old Jeff would maybe honk the horn, say a few choice words now. And, and you have, a, you, you have a choice. You can say, you can do that or you can go, thankfully that person didn't, you know, we didn't have a wreck. Nobody was hurt. Hopefully it doesn't hurt somebody. If he does, maybe I'll go killing them. But, you know, that's just a way that you can kind of think, you know? Yeah. No, that makes sense. I, I try in my best, like, especially when I lived in Boston, those drivers are nuts, man. Uh, I tried my best to always be like, his mother might be dying right now or, you know, something yeah. like, you know, what's the reason? Like, it's not just, ah, what a jackass or whatever, but like, you know, there could be a story behind that. It calms me down at least. Cause otherwise I'm, you know, that Dr. Evil road rage kind of pops up in me. So it's a, it's a good thing to pass to your kids too, you know, especially, you know, they're playing sports right now and that, um, you know, they lose a tennis match or a football game or whatever. And, they're thinking one thing, but you can instruct them another way, you know, yeah. Oh, I, I suck today, or I didn't throw the, the football as well, or this or that, or, okay, well, what did you do? Right. You know, let's focus on that. You know, yeah. So it's a different way that you could pass along to your kids too. <clears throat> this book right here. I'm holding the gap in the gain, right? Focus on the gain, not the gap, that whole thing. I completely agree with that. Shout out to Ben Hardy and uh, Dan Sullivan. So let's talk about uh, investing in you and this abundance mindset. Now you joined abundance, obviously. Oh, look at that. Who not how he's got up on the screen. <laughs> That's up there somewhere on my shelf. But yeah, big fan of these guys. I met Ben Hardy um, with, uh, with uh, uh, Bob Castellini. He was another GoBundance member. He hosted me at a Reds game and uh, Ben Hardy was the other guest and he's been my favorite writer. So it was like a coup to meet Ben Hardy and also a guy named JD Vance, which was pretty cool. Um, uh, where was I going? Sorry, my mind just went down a, a rabbit hole. Oh, investing in you. So you joined GoBundance, but you've got a hell of a, of a coach right now as well. Uh, uh, Uncle G, right? Grant Cardone. Talk to me about that. Like why? And what does that look like? Like what is the, uh, like, I, I know you just recently did, so maybe you haven't had a lot of time with him yet, but like, what's the value that you're getting, if any, or, or what do you anticipate? Just give me kind of like the decision tree and also what, how that's been so far. 
Well, it was just kind of a, a, a one-time thing, but I, I can continue it if I want to, but it, you know, to me, it's like, um, you could, you could try to, you know, if you want something, if you want to accomplish something, well, if you got all the time in the world, then, you know, you could do it like that, kind of learn on your own, kind of like the book, Who Not How. That's a yeah. perfect example right now. If you know where you want to go, well, you can figure out, it may take you five years of how to get there. Books, podcasts, this, that, you know, maybe hiring a coach or two, or just find a who to get you there in light speed. And think about, you know, if, if you know anything about the time value of money, of what your time's worth, your time is invaluable, you know. So I knew that, you know, going to somebody like him or, you know, other people that I aspire to to, to get to that, that know a lot about real estate or know a lot about passive income could, could help me get there. And uh, he, he certainly helped uh, me be a, you know, he helped provide the catalyst to get me to the goals I'm trying to accomplish. Interesting. Well, can you give me an example of you? Like, what are, was it something he said, something he did, something you observed? Was there anything like, this is my key takeaway from, yeah. from the experience with him? Absolutely. So, you know, so, you know, tell me what you want. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm 47. I want to, I want to get out of practice in five years or less, focus on the real estate business, the blog, YouTube channel, and, and, you know, some other things. And I was kind of all over the place, you know, yeah. they start asking me, well, you know, how many people come to your blog? You know, how many people on your email list? How many, you know, I have a, what's called a passive investor circle. So basically all I do is when I invest in a deal, I send it out to these people and they can invest alongside of me. I said, and I've grown it. I've got about a thousand people on that list. And he asked me some other questions. He said, well, you know, he, he's the 10 X guy, right? So he's <laughs> like, well, Jeff, you know, you're thinking about getting out of practice and you think about this and that. He said, all you have to do is 10 X your past investor circle list. So what, what would your life be like if instead of you having a thousand investors, you have 10,000? He said, all your problems would go away. He said, you'd have more capital coming in. You'd have more people investing you know, with you and this and that. I said, you're right. You know, I, I was trying to do it the, you know, the, the, the hard way, but he's like, now everything that you do go to, to increasing that. So he helped, he helped really narrow my focus you know, to do that. Love it, man. That's amazing. I love that. Like you said, I love the idea. And I've, I've, I've come around to this in the last four or five years as well. This idea of hiring it. A quick example for me is my brand, my personal brand. We've talked about branding because you've got a great one with, with debt-free DR. Um, but trying to build my personal brand more. And to your point, like the highest and best use of me, I feel is with a robust and affinity-based personal brand. I love it. I enjoy this. I, I think about this podcast more than I should like guests coming on what I'm going to ask all that stuff. I love the personal branding stuff. So I invested with a guy named Brendan Kane to be my personal brand strategist. Cause he's built the brands of Taylor Swift, Rihanna, Katie Couric. Like why not go to the best? You did that. Why not go to the best? You went to Grant Cardone, you know, people I know debate like whether they like him or not, but you cannot deny his results. So you went to the guy with the results and just that conversation narrowing you in will shorten the timeline for you to do exactly what you want to do. I love that, man. That's amazing. And we, we also kind of talked about, you know, he's, he's starting to go into different niches, you know, maybe like attorneys or first responders. And he showed me the, they just bought this seven or eight story building behind his building now that they're going into They're I think they're tripling the amount of space for education.
What's going on, everybody? It's Jamie. I'm jumping in real quick here because some people are listening to this podcast thinking, man, I hear this guest. I hear what they're talking about. This whole GoBundance thing sounds pretty cool. I'd love to be a part of that. And I would say to you, if you are qualified to be part of GoBundance, you're a millionaire or accredited at the very least, jump on to GoBundance.com and just put your application in. You'll get on a call. It might even be with me where we can talk about what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish, and what it is to be part of this community in depth. Would love to have a conversation with you about that. It's been just so life-changing for me. And for those of you out there that are saying, yeah, sounds great. I would if I were a millionaire or if I were accredited, but I'm not there yet. We've got that now. We've built a program and I run it. I love, love being a part of it. I left my job for it called Emerge and Ascend. Emerge is where you got to start. It's a 12-week intensive sprint goal-setting course. You're going to get curriculum every week. You're going to get live intervention every week. You're going to get connection with GoBundance members every week. You're going to get accountability from like-minded people every week. Jump into that, kill it, and we invite you to Ascend, which is essentially the GoBundance Mastermind without the million-dollar requirement. And we actually even add in coaching to help folks find their purpose, their mission, their values it's intense. It's, it's everything all wrapped in one. So again, if you're a millionaire or you're at least accredited and you're wondering about this GoBundance thing and that should I, shouldn't I, just apply. Throw your name in. You lose nothing. All you do is put your name into an application form. You get on a phone call and then you decide. If you're not yet at that million dollar mark, look at Emerge. GoBundance.com slash Emerge. And what you can do as well is drop my name in there, Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, and we'll knock 200 bucks off the tuition for Emerge. Jump in there and we'll get you started on your journey toward being a whole life millionaire, toward getting to GoBundance, whatever you want. People in Emerge, people in Ascend, people in GoBundance all report back often the changes it's made in their lives financially, relationally, and everywhere else. So go to GoBundance.com, check all of that out, see wherever you are, dive into that particular area of GoBundance, and we'd love to see you inside of the tribe. Now, back to our show. And... He, he wanted to talk about uh, possibly coming in, hosting doctors there, teaching them. He really, he, he's kind of like, wants to do kind of like what Dave Ramsey's doing now, where he's sort of backing himself out of being on the, you know, being on the show all the time, other people coming in. So uh, he wanted to talk a little bit more about possibly doing that in the future. So that's a, a cool, a cool door that could, could possibly lead somewhere. Will that for sure? I don't know, but. Hey, it, it would have never even been the possibility if I hadn't met with him, you know? Yeah, there's momentum there. There's momentum there for sure. We'll all say, well, we're going to watch, we'll look back at this episode and be like, oh, you had Anzalone on? Holy crap, right? So <laughs> I love it. Um, let's talk about Debt-Free DR. So you mentioned it's a blog. Uh, that's the website, debtfreedr.com, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah, uh, you mentioned it's a blog. Uh, you've got some other stuff on there. Give us an overview of, of Jenna. Like you said, you're, you're teaching people what you've learned about real estate. What else is on the blog? What else is on the website? Just kind of give us an overview of that, if you would, please. It's, it's basically just, it's not 100% about real estate. It's about, uh, it starts with a mindset shift to the to, to way you think about it. And I, and I think if you could go all the way back, you know, to somebody that's in college or like medical school, dental school, law school, whatever, and when you're getting out and you're getting ready to go in the workforce, we're more focused about what, how much money are we going to make? Mm. I'm going to make a hundred thousand over here. Well, if I go over here, I'm going to make 175 or I'm going to make 300,000. Or if you've been working for a while and you have a job offer. So we're so focused on that. And, 
and I, and I told um, somebody yesterday, one of my uh, kid's friends, you know, cause he was talking about, you know, wanted to do this or that. Yeah. I can make a lot of money doing this or that. I said, well, let me tell you something. I don't care what you do, but always think about instead of how much money you're going to make, think about how you make money, not how much you're going to make. And he said, well, what are you talking about? I said, well, how what, that job, you have to be there, right? Right. Well, what if you're not there? Well, I guess I wouldn't make any money. I said, exactly. So think about the process. I don't have the answers for you. You got to figure that out. So I start there because, you know, the, I had, like I said, I had a call this morning from the dentist, 33-year-old dentist in Minnesota. And he, you know, I think he heard me on a podcast or YouTube channel or something. He was like, the light bulb went on. He's like, I've only been practicing since 2016. But he's like, I can't keep up this pace, you know, for next 20 or 30 years. When, when I had mentioned that, you know, how he's making money, because if he's not there scraping on teeth, you know, he's not getting paid. So that, that kind of started the process. So that, that, that's the, the first thing that I try to do is get people sort of the Robert Kiyosaki mindset shift, the cash flow quadrant, getting them from the left side, the poor side to the right side, you know, from the employee to self-employed over to the right side, the, the business owner or investor where their money's working for them. I love that. So, so, so yeah, the momentum of passive income building those seven streams or more, that's what millionaires have. What, how, what is your coaching or your teaching or your thoughts on debt? And I'll be a little more specific. What is debt for you? I mean, we're talking like pay the mortgage off. Are you, are, do you advocate that? Is it, is it, you know, any and all debt, Dave Ramsey style? Like, just give me your, your thoughts on, on, I, I get medical school debt or school debt, uh, college debt is obviously, you know, crippling for a lot of people, but just generally speaking, what's your, what's your thoughts, teachings, whatever on debt? Well, it's, it's changed since I started the blog because I was a big Dave Ramsey follower get out of debt, including the house, everything. But once I got to that point, it was like, okay, now what, you know? Uh, but it, it also depends on the person, you know, if, if you're reckless with finances or, you know, or if you're diligent in it, uh, there's going to be two different, you know, recommendations for those types of people. I think, you know, cause you know, for me, you know, and, and I was talking to the guy this morning, I said, look, you know, consumer debt, student loan debt, credit card debt, all that, you know, do what you can to get rid of that, you know, yep. high interest debt. But um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have rushed to pay off the house had I known, you know, what I know now, you know, that you could, you know, if I can get a two or 3% loan, but if I can get eight, 10, 12% over here, well, I'm better off, you know, I make enough money where I can do both pay a little more on the house, but also invest and, you know, take, take the, the interest, whatever. But if you're, if you're not going to do that, if you got an extra two, 3000 a month, and if you're not going to put it on the house and, but you're still not going to, uh, you know, so if you go, well, I'm not going to pay off my house faster. I've got, let's say I got $3,000 a month extra. And if you're not going to pay down, all you have left is your house. If you're not going to pay off on your house, then I recommend that, you know, that you invest it. But if you're not going to, if you're not going to invest it, well, then you're better off paying off your house first instead of just going to blow it, you know? So it just kind of depends on the situation. Oh, I like that. It's funny. I think a lot of us start with Ramsey and end with Kiyosaki, right? There's some mm -hmm. sort of sense of, uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the, not the middle, I'm more towards Kiyosaki, but, uh, before I was totally to the left, you know, Dave Ramsey thinking, which 
again, it, it's not a, it, it depends on your risk tolerance too. You know, it's yeah. called personal finance for a reason. It's personal. I like that. It's called personal finance for a reason. That's awesome. All right, cool. Let's dive over and do some one sheet questions and then we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll wrap this up with where, where folks can learn more about you. So let's start with horizontal income, that pillar. What currently is your horizontal income and how many lines? You said seven was what you wanted. How many lines do you have now? <laughs> right now I'm in eight syndications and I've got um, one that is in the process of being sold. So that once it's sold, I just go back and I just reinvest into a, another one. So, gotcha. and I have another one coming up um, the first of the year. So that'll, that will be still be eight at that time. Gotcha. Do so you, eight, are you eight, eight income streams from them? Those yep. plus the practice, that would be nine. All right. And then do you, do you, are you on the general partnership side of anything or no, or is, is it all limited for you? I'm, I'm a, a, a co GP on, um, six of those. So, gotcha. so two of those, I'm a limited partner, but the other ones, I'm a G, uh, co GP. Gotcha. Very cool. That's just like helping with capital raising. I'm assuming they gave you a slice of the GP to do so. Yeah. And I'm, I do, uh, some investor relations too. So they, they take some articles I have, you know, I'll do phone calls, answer questions, those sorts of things too, which are actually going to be expanding that now that travel has opened up more. So they want to do more in-person uh, in 2022. Yeah. So we'll be doing more of that, maybe, maybe a, a one or two event live events as well. Nice. So that would, that's another thing that I'll be doing as well. Love it, man. Starting to build that brand. I love that. Um, all right. What about from a, from a health perspective? Um, what's the, what's the diet and exercise routine look like for the debt-free doctor? I, um, I use, I'm trying to think it, uh, my pal app or something like that, where I track my macros. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really shoot, shoot for about 200 grams of protein a day. So I'm, I'm real pretty diligent on that working out about four or five days a week, real active with tennis, you know, doing stuff with kids, uh, walk. We do a lot of long walks with my wife, that sort of thing. So I'm doing something six, seven days a week. Um, so I'm, I'm real conscious about that. You know, go to the, my buddy's a family physician, go there every January and get the full workup. Mm. So, um, cause I mean, you know, what's the point of having all the money in the world if you don't have your health and can't get out of bed, you know? So that's, that's, and, I, and when I started my practice, I, I made it a point. I only wanted to work four days a week. I wanted to work till about three, three thirty, And then I have time to go to the gym an hour or two, then get home at a decent time where I could go do stuff with kids. I've been doing that for 16, 17 years now. Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. That's discipline, man. That's, it's, it's gotta be it hard is. to, to not sneak into, wow, I can just go another hour or that yeah. fifth day, you know? And I can't tell you how many people that are my age that I graduated high school with that live here and they look so much older. They're so much heavier, they're unhealthy. And, and it, it is, and I'm blessed to, to be in a position where I could do that, where I could set my own hours, where, other people that came. Yeah. Amazing. The protein, what is it? What does that look like? Bunch of red meat, eggs? What are you, what are you doing for 200 grams of protein a day? I, um, I, I, I follow this guy on, uh, I have to, I have to remember what his name is. I'll get it to you, but he's like, a, I think he's like a college kid or whatever. He has these great recipes 
Mm-hmm. And, and I get a lot from him and I love, I love breakfast stuff. He has like this anabolic French toast and uh, high protein uh, pancakes. So I get a lot from eggs and a lot of egg whites, uh, lean meat, chicken, yeah. fish, a lot, lot of chicken. I love bacon. So a lot of grilled chicken salad with a little bacon on it. So uh, who doesn't love bacon? Yeah. Who doesn't love bacon? Who doesn't love bacon? Right. That's great. Uh, how about family? Talk to me a little bit about uh, wife, kids. What's that look like? Yeah, married. Uh, she's she's actually my hygienist. Met her in dental school, mm. and she um, she's from Louisiana as well. Have two kids, sixteen year old. He is currently a quarterback of his high school team, so in the middle of starting playoffs tonight. So he's excited about that. Mm, he plays nice. tennis as well, and my fourteen year old is loves tennis, so he's real focused on that. Uh, both of them straight A students, so they're smart like their mom. Glad they didn't get their dad's brains, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, they keep us busy, keep us hopping, but love it. That's cool. That's cool. Two boys, same here, same here. I'm minor. I got a, I'm about a decade behind on both, six and three. So uh, fun years, enjoy it. Yeah, they are fun. Yeah, <laughs> fun. Sometimes, sometimes frustrating, but fun. Overall, you're right. They're fun. Uh, how about contribution? What do you, what do you typically contribute to or how much do you contribute a year? However you want to take that question. We do a, um, uh, I think it's a weekly automatic withdrawal from our account that goes to our church. And then this year, my buddy that that goes to our church, he was a high school football coach. He just, uh, left, left the coaching and decided to, uh, I guess, head up the, the local fellowship of Christian athletes chapter here, FCA. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he asked me to be a board member and I did and made a, a contribution to that. And, and also we make a, a monthly contribution to that. So that's where a lot of our stuff is focused. Plus a United way in our area it does a lot for the local area. So the church FCA and United way is, um, a big focus on that. Um, we, we give a lot, you know, my, my 16 year old goes to a public high school and we, we help out whenever we can with people, you know, and I, and I, I hate this. I look back and, you know, sometimes you make fun of kids, you know, when you're in high school or junior high and I, and I remember this and I, and I, and I hate that, that I did this, but not knowing that, you know, we would make fun of kids, seventh grade or eighth grade, you know, you, you smell or you don't look at the clothes you're wearing and stuff and you're a stupid kid, but now it's like, these, some of these kids don't have water. Some of these kids, they eat at, I mean, they eat at school. That's if they don't get breakfast and lunch, they're not eating at home. And so anytime I can help out with that or, you know, helping out feeding some of the football team or whatever. Um, now that I know what, you know, it's, it's not them, it's the situation they're, they're brought up in and really um, bringing that a point to my kids to let them know as well. Um, you know, we help out at, at Christmas time, you know, we'll usually adopt a family, um, Thanksgiving, go to the local area here and help, you know, hand out food, help prepare food at Christmas. So really want my kids to get involved with, with, um, what's going on in the world. And there's, it's, it's not always, what is it? Sunshine and rainbows, you know, it's, yeah. it's real life. Yeah. No, it's, 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 to be a giver. 
Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's so true. You know, you, you you think about that, right? Like going back to those years, like kids razz each other about this, that, or the other, something they like, something they do or don't, how they dress, how they look, how they smell, all that stuff. But yep. man, when you when you with the benefit of age, you see behind the curtain, and it's really really sad. So and amazing that you're that probably you're about five or six years ago, and this still sticks with my kids. We adopted a family and took them Thanksgiving dinner. I'll never forget this. We we're going down the road and then we're, we're looking at the address and it's like a, we didn't even know there's a gravel road off of this road, but, but we go back in there and there's, you know, the, the shotgun house, the doors wide open, you know, seven, eight kids. We're bringing this food up and they stop like thinking the president's coming in going, who, who are these people? And we look in, you know, no water there. Their den is just mattresses on a floor, no, no electricity, nothing. And that, that image really stuck with my kids. And they told their friends, they didn't even have water. They didn't have a TV. And, you know, it was just like, we brought them a million dollars. Yeah. And to be able to do that for people. And then if, if you can, if you can afford it or whatever, and even if you can't afford it, you know, you can give your time. So I'm, I'm really trying to instill that and my kids and hopefully they'll take that with them. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That's uh, yeah. It's funny. Little things like we, we try to teach our kids gratitude, but even like, Hey, you see, I just turned the water on. Be thankful for that. Right. You just, you, you flick your wrist and there's hot water just like that. Like not everybody has that. And it is at, you know, at six years old, it's like, uh, okay, I guess, but as they age, I'm sure they'll get that uh, as yeah. we go along. Hey, real quick aside, as we, as we've been talking, I've been, I've been thinking about uh, your story in general. And the word that's coming to mind for me is like systematized. Is that a fair word? Would you describe yourself as like a systematized kind of guy? Pro probably so, or, or that or discipline, you know, real discipline, but yes, I guess systematized. I just you, think of, yeah. you know, you, you have a schedule for work. That's atypical, right? Like most people don't schedule themselves four days and only till three 30 and all of that stuff. And, and easily, I know me, I would creep past that. I would have an excuse, like no big deal this day, no big deal after three this day or whatever the case may be. And then you talk about how you're donating. Like you find these different places to donate charity wise, and you have a monthly kind of system set up. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Just is that is, if that resonates with you, like how how did you is that just how you've been or is this something that you learned at some point to create for yourself, maybe in getting out of debt? I don't know. Where did that come from? This sort of systematized mindset. I think I have a, fun, a funny story that just popped into my head when I was a, a resident at the VA hospital in Biloxi, Mississippi in 2000. I was 21 years ago. There was a, another dentist there. There's nothing to do in Biloxi but go to the casinos. And uh, that was that was our funds. <clears throat> so we would, you know, maybe every other week we would go, we would, we would go with a hundred bucks. I would put in 50, he would put in 50. We'd go play, you know, play blackjack or play the slots or go eat or whatever. When that money's up, it's over with. So it's like our entertainment money. So one time uh, when we went, I'll never forget this. We were playing blackjack. I was playing blackjack. And it was, I don't know how it is now, but they had the chips and, you know, when you're playing blackjack, you line them up in front of you, you know? So I start winning and I, and I like get on a roll <clears throat> and I, and as I'm winning more and winning more and putting the chips in front of me, I'm, you know, everybody's hooping and hollering. And, and I guess I wasn't really paying attention, but when I kind of look down, really my chips weren't growing like they should. So when you talked about systematize, he had a system that, 
he was keeping me grounded to like, as I was winning, he was standing beside me, taking those extra chips and putting them in a bucket, putting them in a bucket to where, uh, even if I lost all that money, I still had some, you know, had, still had some put back. So, and, and we talked about that a lot at that time and, and we still do, but I think that was kind of the, maybe the, the first time in my life that, that, Hey, putting together systems or having something will keep you on the right track and not make you really fall flat on your face. So that's, that was the first thing that came in my mind when you said that. Yeah, no, I love it. That's been, it's been becoming more and more prevalent for me as I've left my job. And, you know, I've got all these different irons in the fire and it's like, all right, who, not how, and how do I build systems around this so that, you know, I just have to show up where I need to be, not do all of the other work around it. So just an, a curious question. Well, this is great. Let's, let's end this with a question. I like this question from the GoBundance card game. Good old Ace of Hearts here. Here it, <laughs> here it goes. Who would you call? if you had to dispose of a body. Hmm. I'm going to go Pat Hyphen came up with these. That's the only guy I could think of. So who would you call if you had to dispose of a body? Well, it, it's a local guy that I have here that I'm not going to say names. You should, if, if he's the dispose of a body guy, you shouldn't say his name. <laughs> he, he doesn't do it. <clears throat> he wouldn't do it, but he knows a guy that would do it. And the reason I say that is occasionally these buildings would just catch on fire around here. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, why does that happen? Well, they get more money, insurance money than it's worth. So he's the guy. Gotcha. <laughs> and you know, the guy that knows the guy. Yeah. That could just, I don't know that I have that quick, that quick a connection I could make to two degrees of separation. So I have a cell number too, if you need it. You're, sc <laughs> you're, you're scaring me a little bit now. The stuff that happens in Louisiana. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. Awesome stuff. Where could people, we talked about debt-free DR. Is that where you want to direct folks? Get, you know, you have the YouTube channel. Lay it all on us. Where should we find you? Yeah, that, that's a great place to start. You go to uh, debtfreedr.com. There's a, <clears throat> if you go to debtfreedr.com forward slash free guide, I have a passive income guide that people want to get started learning a little bit about how putting together horizontal income can change your life. Uh, they can download that. And then the link to the YouTube channel is right there on the homepage too. Love it. Debtfreedr.com slash free guide. Mm -hmm. um, we'll drop that in the show notes so everybody can get access to that. And uh, yeah, look forward to continuing to watch you grow. And, and am I going to see you in Park City? I can't recall. Possibly. We're actually going to ski in a couple of weeks before that. So it you told me that. That's our right. Kids, That's our right. kids said we, we, we hadn't been skiing in a, couple of years together usually they go on the youth trip uh youth church trip but um it, they're not having it this year for whatever so we said hey let's go nice nice where are you gonna go for skiing we go to beaver creek uh most of the time gotcha got no no good skiing in louisiana not you know no, mm, no mountain really. peaks no <laughs> sometimes every three years when it sleets we all go to the levee we slide down on our stomach so Sort of like it. Sort of sort like, like that. Like tubing. I like it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Jeff, for being on. And uh, yeah, we'll connect soon. Sounds great. The wrong tribe confounds. The right tribe compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller, Tribe of Millionaires, a $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. Thank you for tuning in to the GoBundance Podcast. We hope to see you at a live event in the near future.
If you're new to us, here's a quick explanation of our programs. Number one, Emerge, a web-based journey for millionaires to be. Number two, Ascend, an interactive mastermind, the next stage of our journey. Number three, GoBundance Elite, the original tribe of millionaires. Number four, GoBundance Champions, 5 million net worth and above. Number five, GoBundance Women, a tribe of amazing badass women. For detailed information on all five of these, simply find us at GoBundance.com. Until then, grab life big.